Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. We are officially live. Perfect. So, welcome to another episode of the Women's First and Fifteen podcast. Uh, we have some new faces on the podcast today, which is very exciting. Um, so today we are going to be talking specifically about pregnancy and um, postnatal issues with having children and then going on to return to football. Um, we're going to talk quite generally about pregnancy and being a new mum, as well as applying it to football as well. And so I'm just going to sort of give a little bit of background on why we specifically chose to do this podcast today and why I've asked the girls to join me. Um, I obviously have had my baby about uh, 11 months ago and I've been talking to Ellie Travis who is the uh, physio for the GB women's team and she thought it might be quite interesting to do a podcast about kind of the recovery and the journey that I had so I thought maybe it would be fun to just have some of the other ladies on to give their input as well and we've got people at different points of like their motherhood journey um, so I'll quickly just introduce my part and then we'll go around and sort of everyone can say what part of their journey they're at. So like I said, I had my baby 11 months ago, nearly one, um, and I plan to have a very nice natural uh, med free, uh, unmedicated birth and everything. And unfortunately, because he was um, quite large and breached quite a long time, he ended up being really severely wrapped in his umbilical cord. So I actually ended up with an emergency C-section, which was absolutely not what I intended to have. Um, which for me, the effect on my body was completely different to what I'd planned for. The recovery for a C-section is completely different, obviously, to a natural birth. So um, for me, the journey from having my baby, um, getting my, you know, my body back to where it was and then starting to train was um, a little bit longer than perhaps it might have been otherwise. Um, so I'm going to move first to Millie because I think at this point Sophie's just dropped off but hopefully she'll join us in a minute. You're probably now at the earliest part of the journey so would you like to introduce where you are at with your motherhood? Yeah so I'm 25 weeks pregnant today with a baby girl and so far it's been so good Um it's just yeah I've loved every minute it's just different lifestyle now. <laughs> But yeah, we've got 15 weeks to go and I'm hoping for a natural birth, but preparing for everything because you never know. Are you feeling quite big yet or are you still got a little bit more bump growing to do? Yeah, I feel, I'm not, I don't feel too big. Um, I can notice a difference and I'm limited with COVID now. <laughs> I don't feel massive just yet. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> Getting there. That's fantastic. So a little bit of a way to go yet. Um, we'll jump to Kirsty because I guess you are next in line. Hello. Um, yeah, so my little boy is four. He'll be five in October. Um, I had a relatively good pregnancy. Um, you know, he grew quite big. I think about I think I put on a bit of weight, obviously, as going along. I think I took it as a you know, I definitely can eat for two. Um, as I went through that journey, you know, bit, you know, I don't think I'd do that again. Um, I was really lucky. Um, I had um, a nice, a nice birth, natural birth. I had a water birth with him, um, and yeah, that's, that's very lucky to have managed to get a water birth. I think that's quite hard to achieve, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, I was hoping to get on to like to, to like what they call like, the scene award in the commentary, but um, I ended up having high blood pressure at the time my uh, my waters broke. They didn't let me, but then they they came down and was like, "Oh, here you want a water birth? You still want one?" I was like, "Yes, please." So yeah, I was I was really lucky to still get one. That's amazing. I feel like that usually doesn't happen. Everyone plans a water birth and it never happens. I actually yeah. got into the hospital and they were like, "Do you want to get in the bath?" And I was like, "I cannot move. Like I'm not moving from this bed now. I'm here." No, it's not going to happen. We probably would have helped, but yeah, there we go. I just was not moving up on that bed. Um, so last up, we have Robin. So my boy is four and a half as well. Um, I, I had quite a, an easy pregnancy, I would say, um, but I didn't play flag before before I had Lucas, I started like just after I had him. Um, so I never really had to think about like kind of taking a break from it or anything. Um, and then uh, it was all like plain sailing until I think I was due on the 6th of January and I didn't have until the 19th. Um, so yeah, I literally went as far as I could possibly go and then I was in labour for I think it was like 39 hours or something ridiculous so it was literally like I knew having such an easy pregnancy was not going to go well like right at the end there we go it's just turned off on demand yes you okay no no right give me a wee second um so yeah so I was in labour for ages and then um he came out and he was nine pound eight so it was a big boy Wow, that's um, that's quite impressive. Friend, <laughs> fear, Millie—they're not all like that. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Kirsty, were you on time with your delivery, or no? I was two weeks early. Um, he was a very impatient little boy. Um, I kind of—I knew he was coming early. I could feel it, and um, when I'd been to a couple of um, midwife appointments, and they said how like low down his head was already. Um, and I kept saying to everybody, oh, he's going to be early. And they're like, no, it's your first. You'll probably be late. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm telling you now, he will be early. And yeah, two weeks he arrived early. And what did he weigh when he was born? He was 7'9". Seven, 7'9", nine. Seven, nine. okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I think he'd have been a bit bigger if he'd have allowed to carry on for the last two or four weeks in Robin's case as well. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a nice size though, 7'9". I'd go for yeah. that. Yeah, I was nine days late, so something in the middle. But it, the waiting game at the end is um, that's an emotional roller coaster in itself, I think. <laughs> yeah, it took me by surprise because my um, my waters broke um, when I was in bed, so it was obviously a bit of a shock because it was like, okay, what what's happening? Like this isn't meant to happen now, but okay. Well, <laughs> I remember ringing my mum and she was like, I was like, hi, are you all right? She was like, yeah, are you? And I was like, yeah. I was like, what are you doing? She was like. Oh, I'm just watching TV. I went, oh, good. I went, we'll get to the hospital. I went, because my waters are broken. She said, what? <laughs> so. What a way to announce that. <laughs> um, so, Millie, the first thing I want to ask you is, um, how does it feel for you to have to be giving up? Kind of, I presume you, I mean, I say this as a presumption because I did it. It might not be the case. But as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I stopped playing football just because I was worried about, obviously, any kind of, hit to the stomach or anything is that a decision you chose to make or did you continue to play um, well i was going to take a break from american football anyway and then obviously we ended up in lockdown so the break was taken out of my hands um and then when i found out i was pregnant in january we started training again april and that no one at that time knew that i was pregnant so i tried to carry on so that it didn't seem you know no one questioned anything 
and I've had bad hips anyway so in the end I was kind of like oh my hips are playing up like the videos told me I need to slow down and um, but I did as much as I could and then I got to about 16 weeks and I was like um I don't want to risk it anymore because if I fall over or um if I get hit or anything it's just not worth it so mm -hmm. I took um I was just helping Kelly then do the training sessions and um, different things, anything that they needed help with, I just would help. But I'd stop training about 16 weeks. And was that kind of a hard decision for you to make? Like, did you feel a little bit like, oh, I'm left out, I'm on the sideline? Or was it no, still sort of right? I think it was easy because the decision was like mm -hmm. kind of out of my hands in a way because I didn't want to risk it. So it was nice to take a step back because I've been playing for 17 years. So it's nice to do it from a different angle and and I've actually enjoyed my time on the sideline. <laughs> Get the deck chair out, feet up, bossing <laughs> around. <It's laughs> now you know how the cougar mums feel already. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go over to Sophie real quick, because um, Sophie, would you like to just introduce where you are at with your pregnancy and things? Yeah. Hello. Um, I'm now at 30 weeks pregnant, so I'm getting on. <laughs> Got a nice big bump. Mm -hmm. I can't fit in any of my clothes, so it's going well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I outgrew my maternity clothes, so if you get to that point, then um, just do what I did. I wore bennies, so just find some male clothing. Perhaps it might help. Um, Connors did... don't even fit me. Okay, well, that's bad advice for me. Um, did you choose to stop playing? I mean, obviously, COVID restrictions as well, but did you choose to stop playing once you found out you were pregnant, or did you sort of carry on for a little bit? No, I chose to stop as soon as I found out. I think, like Millie, it was we both found out in January that we were pregnant, so it was kind of we were still in lockdown, we weren't even training. So then, by the time I came to train, I think I was about 20 weeks. Um, so there was no way I was, I was risking training. Um, even just even putting a belt on, it was like people could flag you, put you in the stomach by accident, and just things like that. It was just too dangerous for me. Yeah. I suppose as well for you, it's different because really being in a quarterback position, perhaps you've got a little bit more leeway, but I suppose if you're a bit more on the field, then there's way more risk of things happening. Well, I suppose you're still going to get blitzed, Millie, so it's, I guess, equal. Yeah. Uh, I think whatever position you play, it's still risky. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also stopped straight away, so I kind of I made that decision yeah. as well. Um, so, Sophie, how are you feeling? Have you thought ahead yet to what it will be like with a baby? Like, do you have any expectations of your kind of future flag career, be it straight after or a little bit on? Have you got that far or are you just taking it week by week? Um, I've kind of thought about Opal series and sort of how that's going to play out. So I'm, I'm hoping to sign up for Opal. Um, but it's just whether I will be physically able to play. It will depend on my labour, whether I have a C-section or, or anything like that, and how my after, like after I've given birth is, mm -hmm. as to how quickly I will return to playing. Okay, so very open-minded right now. Yeah. I do okay. want to play. Like, I really do want to play. Mm -hmm. It's just when is the difficult question. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's um, probably the answer I was expecting. How about you, Millie? Any thoughts? You still want to take a break or...? Um, I'm, I'm like Sophie, I'm hoping to be able to get back into it, um, but it will just all depend on the birth and, and after the birth. 
I'm hoping, I'm aiming for, I'm five weeks later than Sophie, so depending on when she's born, hopefully I'll be able to make a couple of ovals, but if not, I'm not going to put pressure on myself, I'll just start again next year. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look at it, I like that, I think um, the open mind, um, like I said at the beginning, my whole journey was completely the opposite of what I expected, I didn't have a plan, my plan was to have a healthy baby, I don't really agree with birth plans personally, because never seem to stick to it but I think that having that open mind at the end especially as a first-time mum because you've, you've got no clue of how it feels or what how your baby's going to be or anything yet so I think that open-mindedness is a really like good way to look at it um, but it is also nice for you guys to perhaps have Opal as maybe a goal or if not perhaps something in the summer I don't know if you think something like Big Bowl or whatever where you've got like a goal that you'd like to aim for probably is quite a nice balance to have um, have either of you guys managed to um, maintain any exercise during your pregnancy or has it been too much of a struggle or? Um, I didn't go to the gym anyway. Um, I've never been a gym person. I wanted to go swimming and obviously couldn't at first. So I just try, I try and keep active, but I wouldn't say I exercise a lot. Um, I try walk, and, but that's it really. <laughs> No, that's fair enough. That's all I did, just walk. That was it. <laughs> um, how about you, Sophie? So initially, um, when I was first pregnant, I was training with a PT because um, I put on a bit of weight over lockdown. So I was trying to lose that, not realising it was actually being pregnant and putting on <laughs> pregnancy weight. So I couldn't lose it. And then I found out I was pregnant and then I, I did just stop. I know that you can carry on with training and whatnot but for me I just felt too unsafe I'd never been pregnant I was quite scared I didn't know if I could carry a baby so I didn't want to do anything that would put her at risk um I have quite an active job there so I was still walking around I was still I mean we we're going on dog walks going on holiday like things like that but it was just the actual exercise and weightlifting or anything like that I was just completely stopped yeah, I can, I can completely understand. I think that is, as well as a first-time mum, something that um, is really hard to wrap your head around because you read this stuff about you, if you've been doing something before, you can continue. But there's also like this natural instinct in your head to think everyone says don't lift stuff and don't overdo it and like let your body recover and let the baby get what it needs. And I also remember doing the same. Like it would never, to me, it never felt natural to continue running. The sort of the impact felt really strange. And the same concept of like, yeah, you want to protect your baby and you don't want anything to happen to it and it is scary sometimes when you're pregnant because you, you you're doing it all for the first time and you want everything to be fine so it is really difficult when you hear this advice of you know keep being active but sort of mentally that's really difficult because of you're constantly worrying about your baby already so i totally i totally get that um i did the same i just was walking i mean with lockdown it didn't help either but just walking all the time so i felt like that was <laughs> that was like a safe enough thing for me to do so I completely get that. Um, I'm going to ask one last question for our pregnant ladies, and that is going to be about nutrition. Um, obviously, when we're playing flag football, we talk a lot about nutrition, about what do you eat before game days and how do you replenish your body after and all these sorts of things. Um, but during pregnancy, have you, maybe Sophie, you can go first, have you thought about your diet or is it a case of eating whatever you can? I know you've also got quite a crazy job so it's never the easiest thing sort of to meal plan or anything have you done anything differently 
Um, so I have been conscious about what I eat. Um, trying to sort of get all the nutrients that the baby needs. Um, I've had I've been put on sort of different tablets for my pregnancy, um, which the midwife has prescribed for me. Um, yeah, I have been quite focused on nutrition and just making sure that I am getting everything, but I am still being naughty and having things when I want them. Um, but I'm finding that I'm, I do struggle to eat big meals mm-hmm. and I'm having to eat little and often because I'm just so full. I'm just having to have snacks, um, which is hard, like you say, being a nurse, it's, you don't really get time to, to do that. No, that would be really hard. That baby's like squashing your stomach already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Millie, how about you? Um, I have lived off like cereals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just love cereals and anything sweet. And I find like after working all day and getting in, I am tired. And like the last thing I want to do is cook a meal. Mm-hmm. So I have struggled to cook. Um, but cereals, quick and easy, and um, like brunch bars, sandwiches, anything quick to fill me up and stop me being hangry, sorted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I probably haven't been as good as I should be. Hangry pregnant ladies are probably the worst combination, though. Yeah, and I do get yeah. hangry. <laughs> <laughs> so anything quick and easy, it goes in. <laughs> I think as well with me, like I was put off quite a lot of foods. So Did I you have some aversions in the beginning? I can't eat fish. Right. The smell of it, the look of it. Oh, I tried it and it was, it just came straight back up. It was so gross. Yeah. But it's like things like that that I did enjoy before. I, I really don't at the moment. Um, so that has changed my diet. And I haven't obviously been able to get them nutrients because I can't eat them. Yeah. Also, like really said, sweet things for me have been a big, <laughs> a big thing. Um, oranges, chocolate. I never liked really eat chocolate before, but now chocolate is. Yeah, chocolate. The one. <laughs> I remember that vividly, but it's okay. Eating for two, right? That's that's the point. The one I thing I've I never drank water before, and now I drink loads of water. That's yeah. something I have done. That's a massive one. Um, I'm the same. I literally never drink water. Like, I don't think I've had a drink today. But when you're breastfeeding, if you choose to breastfeed, my goodness, trying to take on enough water, it's almost like playing big bowl all over again, like every day. It's, <laughs> it's literally the same concept, like playing in the heat of big bowl or whatever, and then, like, trying to drink enough water to breastfeed. Um, it's the same thing. I, I struggled so hard to do it, but you notice such a huge difference if you don't. So that's mm-hmm. if you choose to breastfeed, that's not something that's going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on. I'm just going to switch my light on. Um, we're going to move on a little bit to some more postnatal topics. Um, so this is where Robin and Kirsty are perhaps going to be able to um, come in a little bit. Um, Perhaps, so Robin, you didn't play before your pregnancy, did you? How long after no. you had your son did you start playing flag football? So I had Lucas in the January and then I think the June I started training with the boys. Um, obviously Nikki's played for so long and like it kept asking. I was like, nah, I'm never, I'm never going to be into flag football. Look at me now. Um, and then I just got so bored, like so bored of just being a mum. That was all I was for like, 
four or five months, I was like, I need to get, I need to get a new hobby. Um, so I started training with the boys just like every other week or something because the first week I went, I actually almost died. It was so bad. I was so tired. I, I think I stopped like halfway. I was like, I can't do this. I'm not, I'm not built for this. Um, but after a while, it was fine. And then um, the girls started training for Opal in the August, I think. So that was when I like proper got into it. So do you, do you think that the feeling of like, oh my god, I'm going to die? Do you think that was like exacerbated by being having been pregnant and having created a human, or do you think that was just you anyway? <laughs> I think a bit of both. So like I, I'd started going back to the gym maybe like. I think like eight weeks after um after given birth and that and like initially was hard anyway because obviously you're you know what feels right and what doesn't feel right after it you like you know when you're pushing it too far so it took me a wee while to kind of start understanding the signs and the cues that my body was giving me where i was like right okay this is this is fine i can manage this um but when i started football like it's just so unique to like anything else that you have pains and pulls and stuff like that that you wouldn't have any in any other sport like my hips i'm not even kidding on for the first like three months uh like every day after training i couldn't walk properly like i ended up with like piriformis syndrome and stuff from my hips um and it just so i think that was the biggest thing for me um but yeah, once I got into it, it was it was fine. So I think it was kind of half and half. It was training things that I hadn't really ever trained before, um, but also obviously like my hips and my legs and everything. Everything was different from before. So yeah, I think it was a wee bit of both. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. And um, Kirsty, I have to say, you were um, I, I thought of you a lot in the beginning of my like postnatal recovery because. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I have the feeling you might have been back on the Opal field within some crazy amount of weeks. Um, two, two weeks. Two, right, okay. Well, I was going to go four, but two is um, utterly ridiculous. Explain how on a superhero <laughs> mum that you managed to do that. Do you know what? I look back at it now and I think, I think A, people must have thought I was mad, and two, I think I was mad. I think that... <laughs> Do you know what? I was so in love with the game that I, I didn't want to be on I didn't want to be on the sideline anymore. I, I was on the sideline for, for Germany um, and watching the girls play and, and I just missed it. I, I really missed playing with them. Um and yeah, so I mean obviously obviously like I say I, I was really lucky that, you know, I, I did have a really good um birth. Um but yeah, um I remember because he was born on the Wednesday. And we had a game on the Saturday two weeks after. So I was like two and a half weeks. And everyone was like, are you sure you're okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. So naive at the time. Don't get me wrong. So naive. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't want to miss a game. And, and I think obviously with, with Opal at the time as well, in order to like play the final, which would have been like, what, six, eight weeks after, you had to play a certain amount of games. So I'd already missed the first one. And I was like, no, I need, I need to be there. I need to be <laughs> And do you think that was like that was a pressure you put on yourself because you purely because you missed the game, or were there any other reasons that you were sort of so keen to get back? I just I, I did love it. Um, I think I, I probably did put a little bit of pressure on myself because I wanted to obviously be there for the finals and stuff. So it was kind of like, well, if I don't play now, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get a chance to play. So it was doing that. But I think yeah, it was just it was just definitely. I think I was in like the early stages of. of start in American football like obviously like Millie said like she's did it for 17 years whereas for me I think I'd only done it like two years prior to that so I was I was really just starting to love the game 
and that and that missing that especially at Germany I was like I, I, I just want to be back on the field with them yeah I can understand and how did it actually feel for you then so two and a half weeks were you kind of masking the pain or were you super healed no do you know what I think if I I think if I'd have felt um if I hadn't have felt okay I don't think I would have done it but you know your own bodies don't you really and, and for me um I felt okay um it wasn't until after I played so actually during like during the like the, the games and everything I was absolutely fine um I was, I was actually quite pleased I got the bow on um and then uh, it wasn't until after when I got home because obviously because I didn't train or, or do anything before that so literally two weeks after having him was the first time I'd like done a warm or ran anything um and it wasn't until after like later on in the night and a day later I really ached and just like body aches of where obviously I hadn't used muscles for so long obviously you know obviously having um having Bailey and stuff and and doing that and I remember crying on the sofa after uh, to my partner at the time and being like was I really silly should I have done that like you know I, I think I've like I've ruined my body I shouldn't have gone back so soon and then we had another game two weeks later because I felt fine I did it again <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a continuous cycle yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, definitely. I mean, by, by the finals, I think it was, it was a different story because you, you've had a lot longer to recover. But, um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I say two and a half weeks, I was there, but I was only on, like, I wasn't on, like, full game time. I was only on, like, a little bit, but, yeah. I still just remember seeing you on the field and just thinking, my goodness. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a completely different story because I felt like, for me, after two weeks, I still couldn't really walk. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. Um, I'm just a little bit distracted because Silas is crying, but I'm hoping he's going to go back to sleep by himself. Um, I don't know. I think this this question maybe doesn't apply to either of you, Kirsty or Robin, but um, I'm going to just put it out there, perhaps from my own point of view. I might have to shout someone. Um, but watching a partner play, because I know Robin, I'm pretty sure your partner played didn't he play for like New Year, literally, like the day after? Yeah, so... Um, how was that for you? So I was still in the hospital, um, I think. I gave birth the Thursday morning. So there was... I was in the hospital on the Thursday and the Friday, and then the Saturday, um, they came from Flag in New Year and picked me up for me to leave. And then on the Sunday, I was like... I'm fine. I'm just going to go. I'm going to get Lucas in the pram and I'm going to go see everybody. It's fine. I regretted it immediately. It was the worst decision ever. But like, it was nice to see everyone like come and see the baby. And it was like a whole like, that's your daddy. But obviously, he was literally like two days old, didn't know what's happening. But it was just nice to see other people again after being stuck in the hospital for like two or three days. It, honest to god feels like an eternity so it was good to go and see other people um and i'd been used to it anyway like obviously the whole time i've been with nikki he's always been like 100 percent dedicated to football he was always away for things so it wasn't really any different for me um it was just kind of part of our lives but it was good to be able to then take lucas to go and see and be part of it as well and then like obviously all the boys from the team got to come and see him and everything so that was nice were you ever concerned about um, him getting injured? Um, not really. I mean, I don't. I, I don't know. I feel like it was so long ago now that I don't remember. I just remember being like overwhelmed with the baby. Um, 
obviously thinking about it now, that would have been an absolute nightmare if he got injured and I had to do everything myself. But um, I don't, I don't ever remember being nervous about anything like that. Um, his dad was playing with him at the time as well, so I know that like if anything was to happen, like they would have been there, and like I had my mum with me in the hospital and stuff. So I think we had enough of a support network around us for me not to have to kind of worry about things like that. Um, but yeah, I, it was quite a long time ago now. Well, it feels like quite a long time ago now. So I don't, I don't remember having those issues. But maybe at the time I was like scared. I don't know. No, that's completely understandable. Sorry about the screaming child in the background. He's far too hot. It's on brand. It's fine. Yeah, this is the way it is. One one time he wakes up early. Um, so this is mum life. This is mum exactly. life. Millie and Sophie, you got this to get used to. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, this is unusual. He's not usually like this. Um, I just wanted to shut the door. <laughs> we'll just ignore that. Um, in terms of exercising after you had given birth, um, did either of you feel like it might have helped with any kind of postnatal depression or like baby blues or like you say, getting out of that like baby bubble that you're in the beginning? Because I know I kind of felt the same, like after six months, all I've done is been mum and finding time to actually exercise is obviously really difficult. Um, did either of you maybe use exercise in that way at all? Yeah, um, I definitely, I think getting back to the gym, although at the time it was hard and I, knew, I was taking everything so slowly, like I would literally be at the gym for two and a half hours and I would have done not a lot. I'd have just like walked on a treadmill or whatever, but it was just like being around other people and just like seeing the rest of the world like I, I don't know it's weird to explain but like when you have a baby you're so consumed by everything like nappies and bottles and like the midwife coming to see you it's, it just takes over everything so just being able to get away and just like have two hours of like headspace is so so helpful and then again with that like because I was when you're on maternity leave you're obviously you're not seeing your work friends a lot of the time they're working during the day and you're just stuck with the baby you're going on walks but it's, it's a lot of the same all the time so that was what actually pushed me into flag I was like I need to I need to see other people and I need to get a hobby and I need to just do something else other than be a mum for a, for a wee bit so I, I really it really did help um, I think mentally getting back to the gym and going for walks and getting into flag and stuff definitely. Kirsty how about you? Yeah the same really I think because obviously I, I've kind of jump straight back into it that I didn't really have that time to think about you know being that oh like consumed I think I've got myself into like a routine again of having that time of training and then playing games and I mean we pretty much what train most all the year round don't we really so you know as soon as we'd finished Opal it was like have a little break over Christmas and then we were straight back into it again so for me it was just nice to be able to like say have that little bit of time away and still feel I suppose normal before being a mum if that makes sense just kind of like having that time of what I would do and what I love anyway and then being able to come home and and back to my family that's yeah that's very fair um I know for me that the exercise kind of took a big backseat because it took me a long time after the surgery to feel like I could do anything and I was also very conscious of um you know they really do say don't do anything for six weeks um, so I know from from the sort of cesarean side of things that it definitely felt like it took a lot longer and it was I think even four months before I felt ready to kind of 
then he actually really kindly sort of built a gym in our basement so like because the gyms were shut so i could do something but it was definitely a good four months i'd say before i lifted any weight and even then it was embarrassingly low weights <laughs> um so it's, it's interesting to kind of know the the difference between how, how what the difference would be between a natural birth and a cesarean because i was really shocked i remember thinking i knew the recovery of a cesarean physically like my scar and everything would take a little bit longer and it took longer to walk but i was i remember getting quite blue i guess would be the word about um how long it took to really feel myself again like i had like in my stomach kind of like a tight tugging feeling for a good few months and i remember saying to benny like I know that it was the right decision in the moment to choose the cesarean, but I didn't realize it would be kind of bothering me for this long. And it was really like, I would say four to six months before I would walk around and not even think about it. So that for me was like a big, big shock. And in terms of getting back into football, it really was a long, long time before I felt, maybe it was mentally, but before I felt physically ready um, to kind of make that step back into playing like a physical kind of quiet, I don't know, it's a very active sport, isn't it? You're running, you're cutting, you're putting a lot of pressure on your body. So um, it, it's really interesting to hear from Robin and Kirsty, like kind of the differences between the natural birth and the um, cesarean. So Sophie and Millie, maybe something for you guys to think about. Hopefully you get your natural birth if that's, if that's what you've chosen. Um, I'm actually going to bring you guys back in now. So we'll ask Robin and Kirsty perhaps what their advice is afterwards. But um, maybe let's start with Millie. Have you thought about logistically having a baby and going to tournaments, going to, you know, league days or anything like, have you given thought to that? I know you've obviously got very supportive family and everything, but they're also very involved. Yeah, um, I feel like I've planned everything, but whether it goes to plan is a different story. So I have all these visions in my head of how it's going to be, but it probably won't be like that. But no, I've, um, like all the mums, all the parents always say, like, just bring her with you. We're, we're all there to support. Obviously, Johnny plays American football, so he understands what it's like and how full on it is. So we've discussed, like, basically taking it in turns, but being there to support each other. And if we do it right from the start or as soon as we can, she won't know any different. Um, we we want to bring it to Big Bowl, like that was something I wanted to speak to you about. Um, and I've planned like all the little outfits and maybe packing a paddling pool and all these things. And Johnny won't be playing, so he can have a most of the time. But yeah, I feel like I've planned it all and I've got all my lovely visions. But whether it it pans out like that's a different story. So I'd like to think so. <laughs> I'm a firm believer of they'll slot into your lives. And maybe I've been lucky that I've had a good baby, but I do think that's a nice attitude to have. Of like, they'll just come along and they'll make do because it's what they're used to. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and I want her to be a part of it because it's such a big part of my life. I want her to, to grow up with it. And then she knows they're different. I want her to have a good bond with all the girls. I want all the parents involved. Like, I want her to be really social. And I think it's the best way of doing it. And it gives, it still means I can have a part of my life, but her be there. Mm. That's yeah. so, so important because it, like going back to what Robin said is that it does become all consuming for a while in the beginning because it is a lot of work, but you do need to have your own identity and your own interests. And obviously flag football is such um, a big one to have. And like you say, you've been playing for 17 years. So you wouldn't want to lose that part of your identity as well. So I think that's a great, um, 
kind of a great plan to already have. So it's nice to hear you say that at this point. Um, Sophie, how about you? Because I don't know if your partner plays, does he? Yeah, he's he does. Johnny's brother. Yeah, I knew they were related, but I wasn't sure if they both played. Yeah, yeah, they both play for the same team. I see. So what about yeah. you guys? Have you come up with some kind of plan? We're quite similar to Millie, really. Um, obviously, being in the same team, having aunties and uncles and brothers and cousins there makes it a lot easier um, for us. And like like Millie, we've we've discussed it and we, we want to have her involved in our life because without football, she wouldn't be here because <laughs> that's how we met. Um, and it's probably quite similar for most of you guys. But yeah, that's how we met. So it's a massive thing for us, for her to be involved. Um, and me and Millie have also spoken about getting a double pram, getting a pink mm. double pram for the girls. I was going to say, because you're going to be doing it together. So does that perhaps feel a little bit more reassuring or does it feel like double the work? I think it's more reassuring. Yeah. Because yeah. we'll both be in the same boat and we'll both help each other. And yeah, yeah, just, yeah I think it'll be easier. And yeah, we, we spoke about the double pram. We think we'll just put them in. They can sit and watch. The boys can do our thing. Our leagues are at different times. So Opal's in the winter, the boys won't be playing their leagues in the summer unless we decide to enter, but we won't mm -hmm. be playing. So there should be a good balance of us being able to look after the babies. Um, and like Germany, we we'll all want to be there. Great fun. We might need to start Big Bowl having a little crash or something. I think that might be the, the next step. That's where we're at now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, Robin and Kirsty, are they being realistic, do we think? Does it work that way? Um, I don't know. I, I don't see why that couldn't work. Like, people take their kids on holiday all the time. And as long as, like, I think with the Cougars as well, it's really good for you guys because you have such a close-knit, like, support and everyone's, like, so familiar and really supportive. So it's, like, it's not only going to be down to your partners to watch the kids as well because the mums will be there and all the girls will be there so i think i think that's i think it's such a lovely idea both of you are like doing it together and everyone else is on board and like taking them with big bold stuff i think that'll be so nice like i don't i think i don't know it's hard it is hard but it's not impossible no, like i say there's so many of us there as well yeah that's good. Well, so you've got some you've got some positive words there, then Sophie and Millie. So hopefully you feel comfortable with that. We'll see how it actually plans out. Yeah, yeah. We haven't done much travelling yet because of COVID, um, but we are planning to take him to Sport Mondeville soon. So I'll let you know how that goes. That's the first time where we're travelling somewhere where there's not access to like all of the stuff that we need. So it could be interesting. But no, I I totally agree with all of you guys. I mean, I think support systems are very important anyway but especially if you're going to try and continue with the sport which you should um then that's great that you guys have that help around um just going to see if there was anything else that i was going to ask no i think that was basically all of my points so i don't know if anyone had anything to add anything that they felt was super important pelvic floor exercises love that 
genuinely can't. <laughs> I mean, I I said, you know, so naive to me. I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. And I mean, I remember playing a few games and you could jump for a ball and then it was like, I was like, guys, I've, I've got to go to the bathroom now. Like, it's, like I can't carry on. Like, genuinely pelvic floor exercises would be my recommendation to any any woman during pregnancy. <laughs> That's brilliant advice. That might be something that I've um, managed to avoid with the C-section because so far that's been okay. But we'll see. It might come. It might come later on. Who knows? They, yeah, they still say to do that even even if you have had a, a, a C-section. So yeah, yeah. Don't do any star jumps. Trampoline nice. parks are a no go. <laughs> I'll bear that in mind for a couple of years time. <laughs> uh, Robin, any other advice for the ladies? I think honestly just enjoy it like as soon as you have your baby you'll miss being pregnant like honestly well that's how I felt anyway I don't know I don't know about other people but um yeah just enjoy the pregnancy because it flies and then the first like six months as well it'll feel so hard at the time but like I would I, I would have our kid just now if it was just for that and then like that's it um it's so nice to look back on um but yeah just just enjoy it just enjoy every minute of it honestly take thousands of photos yeah thousands yeah. one a minute <laughs> okay super so i think we'll leave it there i think we've covered quite a lot um maybe we can um have a little reunion or something perhaps when the babies are here we can get some uh, judgment on hindsight um, but thank you so much for joining me. I know, obviously, um, mum life, it's quite difficult to find the time to do this, so I really appreciate it. Um, and Sophie and Millie, big congratulations and good luck. We wish you all the best for your mm. safe deliveries and everything for your... You're both having little girls, aren't you? Yeah. Both little girls. So we finally had some girls to the mix, because so far we only have boys. So yeah. that would be really nice. Brilliant. So, yeah, best wishes for the rest of your pregnancies and hello to the boys for Kirsty and Robin. And then we'll chat soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and Fifteen Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customized sportswear supplies.